Okay, we are live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We're smiling for the thumbnail for uh, YouTube, and every time I'm waiting to do that, then all of a sudden I start talking to me on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, and I end up with a stupid picture. So uh, if you look on YouTube, uh, on uh, the YouTube channel Comedy Schools, you'll see me with, I was holding a smile, but then I just start talking, so then I look like... Uh, uh, a dummy. So uh, anyway, um, good <laughs> good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? I'm trying to set up Facebook Live as we speak. Um, you know, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody asked me how come. Um, somebody asked me how come so many of the uh, late night talk shows look so awkward right now when those guys are so talented. Uh, and the reason is, is they're just not used to having to do everything themselves all the things that they have to do themselves. So uh, because of that, uh, it is really foreign to them. However, hold on, we're waiting to go live. There we are, live, live on Facebook Live. However, because uh, people like us, Shirley and I have been for so long doing everything on our own, uh, we sometimes look a little better. Uh, right now, um, the word I'm getting is the uh, live comedy shows we're doing look a little better. Because it's not a bunch of people who are waiting around for an agent and a manager and a hairdresser and a makeup artist and a limo and uh, a dressing room and think all I have to do is go out and tell jokes and then get a bunch of money and go home. These are people that are producing their own stuff and we are producing our own stuff too. And we're doing it for you. Hold on, I'm just trying to get everything. There we go. Now we got a nice angle. It's Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably a little trite to say happy Friday right now, but happy Friday regardless. If you're here with us, that means you made it through another week during the uh, pandemic. You made it through another week during uh, whatever level of lockdown you're in. You've made it through another week of uh, the corona crisis, and we are so glad that that happened. Uh, begin to see people starting to pop on here a little bit. I'm always, um, I'm, I'm always debating in my mind as we start this show at 2 p.m., and we do it every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, except Saturday when we do it at 7 p.m. at night. Uh, whether I should start off with anything important or entertaining at the beginning or just kind of ramp up as people show up. And then it also occurred to me that uh, some people do download this and watch it. I've had a couple of people tell me to go, I was stuck in a bank line, I was sitting here, I was sitting there, I, uh, uh, I was in some sort of interminable wait situation, so I downloaded the show and watched it. So for all of you, uh, we're just going to kick it off right at the top here. Uh, we also didn't put up any sort of advertisement. That's how you'd say it in England, by the way. An advertisement. Uh, letting people know we're on today at 2 p.m., even though um, many people should know by now. Anyway, regardless of all of that, here we are. It's Friday. Uh, you're watching Living on a Thin Line. This is your daily diversion from all the hoo-ha anxiety and weirdness that's going on in our world today, where we get to take a little break from it all and uh, uh, talk about some silly stuff. And I got silly stuff, fun stuff to share with you in just a moment. Uh, I will share some frustration with you. Um, for a number of days now, um, uh, we've been trying to register one of our cars. Uh, when I go on the, we got a emissions waiver because the car is hardly ever dro driven. But when I go to register it, it says that I need a, a uh, an emissions test, and then I send the waiver, and they got the waiver documents, and they got it all there, and yet still, I cannot register the car. I did get a temporary tag, 
So for the first time since I was a kid, I'm driving around in one of our cars with a paper tag on the back. But I guess that's the price we pay in order to bend this curve. Uh, I don't do a lot of coronavirus news because I'm not an expert. By God, there's a lot of experts uh, on politics on Facebook, aren't there? Just tons of them. Um, <laughs> everybody's got an opinion, okay? Uh, but uh, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I don't have a, a whole lot uh, uh, to say on this except that um, I just hope that we make it out okay. I totally lost my train of thought there. Uh, like I said, I got silly stuff here for you. Um, and if you're like me, you've been dealing with a lot of very frustrating stuff today. Going to the store is frustrating. Driving down the street is frustrating. Uh, a lot of people out, out there driving around like uh, there's no more rules anymore, nor do they have any manners. So um, uh, you just be careful and you be safe out there, all right? We want you here with us every day at 2 p.m. Uh, like I said, I got some fun, silly stuff to show you here. We're going to talk about it. I, uh, if you uh, have watched this show before, you know I start off with a piece of memorabilia or a, um, uh, some autograph thing that I have here in my office, and I show it to you and tell you the story behind it. And then we recommend two artists, and I got two great artists here, uh, based on my vast collection of vinyl albums. Uh, but before we do all of that, we started a conversation yesterday, and I think we can begin to kick into this conversation. And the conversation was, who are the 10 coolest people who ever lived going living or dead? The 10 coolest people. Now on the list so far, and I don't think you can. Uh, hello, Champ de Blasio. How are you, sir? Hello, Kelly Wilson, Scott Derringer, Tim Lawson, all of you that are joining in. Uh, I put number one all-time coolest person to ever exist I choose Miles Davis. After Miles Davis, I go with Keith Richards. Uh, James Dean is on the list. Francis Albert Sinatra is on the list. That's four. Cheryl, we had a fifth, but I don't quite remember who it is. So, uh, I, yeah, Elvis. Elvis was great. Elvis was legendary. Elvis was cool when he was young, but later on, totally lost his cool. Now we had. I think we had James Dean. We've got Miles Davis. Keith Richards, James Dean, and Frank Sinatra. Those four are going to be on a list of any 10 of the coolest people to ever existed. Those four are going to be there. So uh, you are more than welcome to uh, proffer your idea on the uh, coolest people who ever existed. Uh, but I'm not going to allow uh, Dale Earnhardt. Um, we're going no, Glenn, on Dale Earnhardt. Uh, popular guy, popular sport. Uh, but if you're going to look at cool... What cool is, cool, Dale Earnhardt probably doesn't fit into the category of cool. Popular, heroic to many people, accomplished, not cool. Not cool, okay? Uh, you know, cool, like a lot of things, uh, somehow, um, a lot of things get appropriated over time. So one time, in order to be cool, uh, Dean Martin. All right, we're going to hold on to Dean Martin. We're going to hold on to Dean. Dean was very cool. He was so smooth. He was so slick. Uh, Champ de Blasio saying Barack Obama. Troy Potkin saying Leonard Cohen. Uh, Tim Lawson saying Willie Nelson. All right. Uh, all of these, I think, are good candidates. They're all good candidates. All right. So if we're going to think about the baseline of, say, like Miles Davis and Keith Richards and James Dean and Frank Sinatra, then we got to think, okay, who comes up to that? Not only in persona, not only in legend, not only in myth, not only in style, 
but also in how uh, how they accomplished what they accomplished. Uh, Veronica Hutchinson, <coughs> excuse me, is going Clark Gable. Troy Potkin, I think we have a winner. I think I'm going to put this guy on the list. This will be number five. Now, I'm not saying the year choices, everybody, won't go on the list, but I will definitely move this one on. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Super cool. We're going to go with that. Uh, I'm not going to go with John McEnroe. There's nothing cool about John McEnroe, Troy Potkin. Volatile, interesting, entertaining, talented, not cool. Steve McQueen, cool. James Dean, cool. Uh, Arthur Belkind is watching. Uh, hello, Arthur. How are you? I hope you're doing well this uh, uh, this Friday afternoon. So, Cheryl, you're going to have to start keeping track of these for us, okay? You may have to write it down. On our list of the top 10 coolest people ever, living or dead, we have... Hold on. I got a little piece of paper for you right here. You just kind of jot it down right there. We have number one, number one, we have as Miles Davis. Miles Davis created cool jazz. John Wayne is one of my all-time favorite movie stars, John Wayne is uh, someone who I will watch his movies over and over. John Wayne was not cool. John Wayne was the antithesis of cool. John Wayne didn't like cool people. Okay? Uh, Pee Wee Herman, no. Arthur, no. No. Cute by half, Arthur. Uh, Jack Kerouac, maybe. Maybe. So on our list so far, we've got Miles Davis, Keith Richards, James Dean, Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen, are we leaving anybody out of the ones that we've definitely chosen? I think that's it. And how many is that, Cheryl? That's five? Was there someone else we chose? Uh, George Carlin, very, very funny, uh, not cool. If you're going to go with a cool comic, and I don't know if I put him in the top ten, and of course I would be prejudiced because he was a personal friend of mine, I'd go with Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks was a cool comic. Matter of fact, Bill Hicks told me one time we were doing a show together, and uh, he goes, I, I don't understand these comics. And, after the show, stand out there behind a table with their merchandise going, bum my stuff, bum my t-shirt, bum my stuff. He goes, he goes stand-up comedy is supposed to be cool. It's supposed to be like rock and roll. It's supposed to be like the Rolling Stones. How the fuck can you be cool if you're standing behind a table going, oh, here, bum my little CD. Now, Bill made enough money that that wasn't necessary for him to do. Uh, many very funny stand-up comics don't achieve his status uh, or his level of uh, uh, economic success that he achieved, uh, especially towards the end of his career and find it necessary to do that to support themselves. But uh, if I'm going to go with a uh, cool uh, comic uh, right now, and I'm going to hold off on cool comics, I would go with Bill over George, because uh, Bill was cool from the beginning of his career all the way through. Hello, Michelle Washington, my old neighbor from Pan. Oh, Rama City. Hello, Kevin Brown. Once again, compiling a list of the top 10 coolest people ever, living or dead. We've got Miles Davis, James Dean, Frank Sinatra. Uh, did we go Clark Gable? I don't know if we went with Clark Gable. Who all we got now, Cheryl? Miles Davis, James Dean, Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen. And that's it. We only got four? We only got four? Five. Was that five? Did you say uh, Keith Richards? Keith Richards. Ow. Ow. All right. Hello, Michelle. So Keith Richards, uh, Sean Connery, maybe, maybe. And that would be based on his James Bond films, his early James Bond films. He was the epitome of cool. We're going to put him in a maybe category. Sure, let's put Sean Connery in a maybe category. Uh, Mark Yaffe says Walt Frazier. Walt Frazier? Uh, 
<laughs> Roman said Stephen Bishop. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm going to go Dale Earnhardt over Stephen Bishop, but I ain't going Dale Earnhardt. Uh, so, uh, all right. Well, you guys are thinking about that. I want you to keep thinking about that. Uh, I got to show you a little piece of uh, memorabilia I have here and tell you the story behind it. This is a, uh, a red shirt. And it says Gaetti. All right, you can see it. What is it? It's a red Gary Gaetti T-shirt. Who was Gary Gaetti? Uh, oh, that's right, Mark. You have a New York Nick legend. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Mark. Uh, it's not Walt. Is it? I'm thinking Will Chamberlain. That's why I got confused. Um, Will Chamberlain's a maybe. Um, Charles Bronson, maybe, maybe. I don't know if he's in the top 10. He was definitely cool. He was definitely cool. Uh, Troy Pocket says Gary Gaetti. Yes. Uh, St. Louis Cardinal, why am I showing you a red shirt that is a Gary Gaetti uh, jersey that was bought at Bush Stadium way back in the uh, uh, 90s when Gaetti played? I'll tell you why. Uh, why do you have that? I know you're a Cardinal fan, but I'm going to tell you the story. Why do I have a Gary Gaetti t-shirt? Because it was my father's, and when he passed, I was able to, uh, 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 it was one of the few things that I was able to take physically from the home uh, that was his. He had bought it. Uh, my father came into money late in life, and one of the things that he did was uh, two or three seasons in a row, he got great seats, season tickets, what's the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals, and drove from his home in House Springs, Missouri, all the way down to Bush Stadium and would watch uh, home games. Uh, and he uh, had a particular affinity for Gary Gaetti. Troy Potkin says Gary Gaetti was uh, such a hillbilly. And that may be why, Troy, because uh, this, the little secret, not a big secret to a lot of people, I grew up in, uh, in the inner city of St. Louis, but uh, the whole time I was living there, every weekend, we went out to the place where we moved when I was 10 years old, Hal Springs, Missouri, in Jefferson County, a place that I uh, still hold with great fondness for uh, several of the people I know from there. Uh, so we were a little bit of hillbillies ourselves. My dad loved Gary Gaetti. He loved Gary Gaetti. He had Gary, a matter of fact, hanging on the wall behind me here. Um, hold on, I'll take it down and show it to you. Hold on, don't even go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Da -da. Da -da -da. Look at this right here. There you go. So both of those pieces of memorabilia, Fred Scott says Gary Gatti, third base for the wins in 1986, the first Minnesota championship year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Laura Molliver said the show stopped. Uh, no, the show didn't stop. I just moved. Can you guys still all see me? Is anybody missing the show right now? Uh, I see that the live is kind of going in and out a little bit here on Facebook. So I'm hoping that we're not gone. Uh, then he stopped and got, uh, then he stopped and got ham on the hill. All right, good, we're back. Uh, my dad, Troy Pocket says, my dad is from Kirkwood and became a college pitcher, pitcher after going to cards games and leaning over the bullpen and having some cards pitchers show him how to throw a split finger fastball. Very cool, very cool. Uh, we're back now, okay. So there is Gary Gaetti, okay, both of these, uh, Oh, not show, snow. The snow's gone. Pah. All right. Uh, okay for me video-wise. Very cool. 
Uh, I'm showing you two pieces of memorabilia that were my father's because he loved the St. Louis Cardinals. When I was a little kid, he, when I was a little kid, he worked at a place called Carter Carburetor that was right around the corner from the old Bush Stadium. And even when they built the new Bush Stadium in 1965, it was down the street from our, uh, just a couple miles from our uh, inner city home. So um, let's see, uh, I'm due, Tim Lawson says, okay for me uh, video wise. All right, good, we're here. Um, my dad loved Gary Gaetti. One year, he always got his season tickets from a guy who uh, handled his money. And a couple years, man, we were right down there. Yeah, we were raised poor. I mean, poor. I think my dad took me to one baseball game when I was a little kid because he couldn't afford it. When I got older, I started going to games and talked the whole family into going with me, and it became a regular thing while I was still living in St. Louis and then when I'd go back and visit after I'd moved to Los Angeles. And he had great seats. You're talking about like right behind home plate or right there, you know, first base side, you know, uh, uh, even with home plate. But one year, his season tickets were back, about 30 rows. And I went with him to the game. And we're sitting there, and he, he didn't realize how far back they were. And he goes, these seats ain't no good. I go, why not, Dad? He goes, the guys can't hear me from here. I go, what do, you, what do you mean the guys can't hear you from here? He goes, I help the guys out. When I'm yelling at them and stuff, like when I'm yelling at Guy Eddie and all that, that makes them feel good. Makes them feel good. Because they know who I am. Um, <laughs> and he was pissed because his season tickets were too far back for anybody to be able to uh, to be able to hear him. So uh, anyway, two pieces of memorabilia there from Gary Guy Eddie from my dad. Both of them, one being a jersey and one being just a little uh, baseball card that my dad had all framed up that says Gary Guy Eddie on it. All right, cool. Um, Let's see, the last message I got was from Tim Lawson, says, I'm due, all right? Uh, before that was Troy Potkin saying, okay, for me, video-wise. So uh, what I'm looking for here, let's get back to our conversation of the top 10 people, coolest people in the world. Uh, Lauren Oliver says, great story. We had real box seats behind home field at Forbes Field. Yeah, it's a special feeling when you could sit down that close. Uh, especially if you were, in a sense, bleacher bums your entire life. So before I uh, recommend the two uh, albums that I'm going to recommend, we are still working on our list of the top 10 coolest people of all time. And definitely on the list are Miles Davis, Keith Richards, James Dean, um, Frank Sinatra, and, and Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Okay, Clint Eastwood in his prime, maybe, 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 all right, he was a pretty cool guy, we're going to put him down as a hard maybe, all right, we're looking for super cool, we're looking for, if you think Miles Davis, Keith Richards, is they being the baseline of cool, and if you think about an acting James Dean, you notice I'm not putting Marlon Brando on the list of cool actors, even though he was head and shoulders above almost any other actor whoever stood in front of a camera or on a Broadway stage. Uh, he never carried coolness. He carried zaniness, weirdness, offbeatness. Randy Alma says Prince. Um, maybe we go Prince. Billy Holiday. Uh, Holiday. That's a strong maybe. Kevin Brown says the dude with cool in his name. Who is he talking about, Cheryl? Coolio. Coolio, who I say is the greatest rapper of all time. 
Uh, I've always joked with all my uh, students in my workshop for years where they go, well, you don't even know new music. I go, hey, I'm a big fan of Coolio. Big fan of Coolio. Uh, and Coolio was coming to the Tempe, Tempe Center for the Arts March 20th. And uh, myself and Kevin Brown and Travis Minor and a lot of very funny comics, we were all going to go. And they got canceled because of Corona. So I'm looking forward very soon. <laughs> Tim loves his, his little Jimmy Dixon. <laughs> Isn't that little Jimmy Dickens, Tim? Let me little Jimmy Dickens from the Grand Old Opry. Uh, I've got two votes for Prince. I've got two votes for Prince. Uh, Ice T, Ice Cube, according to Kevin Brown. Uh, Tom Petty, uh, Vanilla Ice, also from uh, Kevin Brown. Oh, he, he, by the way, here's what Kevin Brown says: Ice T, Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice. I'll have nothing on Coolio, cause he was cool without the ice. Oh, oh. That's the line. Ice tea, ice cube, vanilla ice. They got nothing on Coolio because he was cool without the ice. Little Jimmy Diggins. Troy Pockett says Eddie Murphy. Um, I don't know if Eddie's cool. Uh, man, he played a cool character in Dreamgirls. Uh, kind of based loosely on Marvin Gaye. There you really saw his acting chops. Uh, Cheryl, you get all the maybes down, right? Uh, Prince is like a strong maybe. All right. Uh, Coolio just, for me, is like an outside favorite. No one will agree with me, but uh, I would put Coolio on the list uh, based on just Gangster's Par uh, Paradise alone. Uh, but the only one that's gotten two votes right now is um, Prince. So if we put Prince on, we're then at six, the coolest people of all time. All right, Shirley has made an executive. Yes, okay. Shirley has made, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, Shirley has made an executive decision, okay? And she has put Prince on the list of top 10 coolest people of all time, living or dead. Okay, so now that slot is taken. I think we're down to what, Cheryl, four slots? We have six. We have six people. There are four slots left. Kevin Brown liked my joke. All right, Coolio is cool because he was cool without the ice. Ice, ice, baby. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. So we got six, we got four to go. Like I said, Prince got two votes. So, uh, well, I got three because Shirley uh, voted as well. And uh, we're going to go with that. We got four to go. We're going to talk about this more tomorrow night. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, Troy Potkin says, good call, Shirley. Okay? Uh, you got to remember that tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday, we are not on at 2 p.m. We are on at 7 p.m. It's the Saturday Night Special Comedy Jubilee. Okay, we dress up, we tell jokes, we have ourselves a good old time. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Saturday is the only time we're on at 7 p.m. And then Sunday night, Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss this. You don't. Uh, and I don't want to sound like an old-time shill, but if that's what it takes. Sunday night, we have Tony Vizic Presents Sunday Night Funnier. Sunday night, not Sunday Night Funnies, Sunday Night Funnier. These are live paid shows that we do with comics that we work with. This Sunday, we've got cop comic Jim, Jim Perry. We got everybody's favorite Marine veteran comic, Kev the All-Star, from New York City, okay, piping in. Uh, we have Robert Morgan, and one of my favorite people, one of the funniest guys I know of all time, uh, Bob Rocky. Uh, tickets for that show are only 10 bucks. The majority of the money goes to the comics that are performing. We're finding a way to get comics paid, even though they can't be on live stages right now. We're doing that. And a portion of the money also goes to local food banks. 
So if you're looking for something to do Sunday night, only 10 bucks. And if there's like, you got a whole family that's quarantined together, four, five, six of you, two of you, four of you, whatever, you can all view the show for one price, kind of like going to the drive-in, like a car load, only we're going with a house load. We're going with a quarantine load. You can view the show for 10 bucks. In order to purchase tickets, uh, just go to my page, Tony Visick, uh, kind of like where you're watching Facebook Live right now. Uh, you'll find advertisements and announcements for that show. Also, when this show is over in just a few short moments, unfortunately, um, when the show is over, we will repost the link right above this show as to how you can get tickets uh, for our Sunday night's funnier Tony Visick Presents, okay? So we got stuff for you to do. We got stuff for you to do. You're going to take it easy tonight. You're going to Netflix and chill. Maybe do a little workout at home. Do a little yoga, some deep breathing. All right, relax. Count your blessings. Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, we got for free on Saturday Saturday night, Tony Visick's Comedy Jubilee. And Sunday nights for only 10 bucks. Tony Visick presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Let's get to, and, oh, and Fred Scott says, uh, like I said, it's like the driving. He says, you don't have to hide anyone in the trunk. But it might be fun to do it like that. I don't know. Uh, instead of, Tim Lawson says, the, instead of the trunk, put people in the bathtub. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, hello, uh, Sheila Bailey. Hello, Linda Pinkston. Uh, we're always glad when people join the show. I'm not going to recommend two pieces of vinyl, two artists uh, for you to listen to. Like I said, during this time, we have to make old things new again. You probably have music and books and art and all kinds of things around your house that you don't pay attention to anymore, which meant something to you at one time. Okay? And if you look around, you'll oh, wow, this meant something to me. And it'll bring back flood of great memories and if it's music and you listen to it again, it'll bring back even greater memories. Or if it's a book and you read it, the same thing. So from my vast vinyl collection, which I neglected for years, I've always kept it. Never got rid of my vinyl. Okay? Gathering dust. People go, why don't you get rid of those? Nobody, it's useless. Uh, and you can tell I've had these from the beginning of time because they've even got some damage to the covers. This one first off. Please, please, please listen to this record. Please listen to this record. This is none other than Mr. Willie Nelson from 1977 or 1978. It's Willie Nelson's Stardust. And Willie Nelson gives uh, interpretations of uh, Tin Pan Alley American classic standards that gave them a whole new life, reintroduced them to a whole generation of young people, and have made them iconic legendary, and eternal for so many of us. His version of Stardust, the old, uh, uh, the old uh, Tin Pan Alley song, is just gorgeous. It's Willie doing his very spare, sparse production. It's mainly him and his guitar with very little accompaniment, and uh, man, does it shine through. Stardust, George on my mind, Blue Skies, All of Me, Unchained Melody, uh, and you know what? I think that his version of Unchained Melody rivals the Righteous Brothers. September song, a heartbreaking song. On the sunny side of the street, Moonlight in Vermont, don't get around much anymore, and one that will just send you to the moon and back, someone to watch over me. Uh, I bought this album when I lived in St. Louis, fell in love with it, had it on a cassette. As a young man, way back 
in the fall of 1978 as I moved from St. Louis, Missouri to Los Angeles, okay, as I sold a bunch of my possessions through the rest of the car, I listened to this album all the way across America, from St. Louis, Missouri to Tulsa, Oklahoma to Albuquerque, New Mexico to Los Angeles, California to Hollywood. I fell in love with this album and played it over and over. Uh, our final piece of music for the day. We got to wrap up, so I got to hurry. This, and man, if you don't know this guy, not knowing this guy is like not knowing Miles Davis. Not knowing this guy is kind of like not knowing the Beatles. What the Beatles meant to rock and roll, what Miles Davis meant to jazz, Hank Williams meant to country music and country music all the way around. This is a great piece of work because it is Hank Williams' 40 greatest hits. And their songs were Move It On, Over, Mansion on a Hill, Love Sick, Blues, Wedding Bells, Mind Your Own Business, You're Gonna Change or I'm Gonna Leave, Lost Highway, My Bucket's Got a Hole in It, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, uh, I Just Don't Like This Kind of Living, uh, Let's See, Why Don't You Love Me, uh, Let's See, Moaning the Blues, Cold, Cold Heart, uh, I Can't Help It If I'm Still in Love with You, um, Hey Good Looking, I'm looking for what else is uh, really kind of stands out here. Jambalaya, um, uh, You Win Again, Kalija, and Your Cheating Heart, all on one album. If you don't know Hank Williams, and let's say you go, I don't like country music. Well, you set that aside, and you listen to him, because when you listen to him, you are digging the root of so much of American music. Hank Williams, rock and roll country singer with a rock star heart, Died at 27 years of age in the back of a limousine on New Year's Day, I believe 1953. Drank himself to death. One of the greatest artists ever lived, one of the most self-destructive artists ever lived. He left us a legacy of music that few have been able to touch. Those are your two artists for the day, Willie Nelson and Hank Williams, especially Willie Nelson's Stardust. Listen to that. It's really different. It's really cool. We got to wrap up. We've covered the half hour. So glad you guys were with us today. Man, did I need this. And I hope you, uh, and if you needed it, I hope that we, uh, we were exactly, did exactly for you what you needed to have done, all right? Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow night, 7 p.m., okay, with the uh, special Comedy Jubilee Tony Visick show. Sunday night, paid show, only 10 bucks. Uh, Tony Visick presents Sunday night's Funnier. Jim Perry, Kev the All-Star, Robert Morgan, and Bob Rocky. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've still got slots to fill on the 10 coolest people of all time, living or dead. And we're going to continue. What's that?